almost the weekend. Yay. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made it. Made it. You're, you're post-COVID. How are you feeling? I'm feeling real good. Um, yeah, I was just as I was saying to you earlier, feeling, feeling pretty, pretty yeah, easy breezy, cover girl, free and breezy, very, very good. Um, yeah, mostly free of the symptoms now. It's just, uh, I'm going to get start going back to work into the office next week. Um, so cool. yeah, I'll be, I'll be back at it. Nice. Um, yeah, it seems like it's going around a lot right now, the old Coroni Baroni. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't calmed down. Um, no, not that, at all. That original meme from twenty twenty where that time Travis traveler is like uh the first year of the pandemic. Like that meme wasn't <laughs> fucking around. Yeah, dude. It's definitely like I feel like I don't know, especially recently, everyone who hasn't had it yet has been getting it. And everyone mm. who's already had it seems to be having a second run of it. Like, I know three people now who've had a second run of it. Right. Yeah, and it's, that's... yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, like, my dad got it recently. Oh, shit. How, yeah. How's he going? Uh, he's doing okay. I spoke to him not last night, the night before. He's doing all right. Yeah, crazy times, man. Gross. Please don't get it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> By the love of God. <laughs> uh, yeah it's not a fun time um but yes you know what is a fun time what's that telling me about how you're doing and what you've been playing um i uh i'm straight up not having a good time bro <laughs> <laughs> you know have you ever had thrice cooked duck at, at like uh, a good chinese restaurant though like they might poach it and then they oh. roast it and then they smoke it and it's like really crispy on the mm. outside and it's mm. really tender on the inside. And that's that's, that's me right now. I'm <laughs> I'm really tender on the inside. I'm crispy about to outside. break apart at the slightest <laughs> provocation. <laughs> You're dangling in some window in the C B D by by a meat hook. <laughs> exactly. And the children that's... are pointing at you. Yeah. And that's... you just if one too many points at you, you will break into a thousand pieces. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, yeah, okay. But other than, yeah, becoming crispy wonton duck, I uh, I, I played uh, Gree this week. Gree? Gry? Oh, yes. Grease. Yeah. Grease. Um, and it was really pleasant. That's it's a soothing like, game for when you unwell. Yeah. Yeah. Very soothing. Um, and it, it feels part of that like post journey indie apocalypse. Um, mm. but I, I thought it was good. Like it had really lovely environments, really pretty to look at. Um, lots of smooth animations, like the animations mm. were really cool. They are very um, notable in that game. Beautiful animation. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was kind of perfect for, when I didn't want to play a video game, but I wanted something more interactive than like television. Mm -hmm. um, but genre-wise, it was weird. It's yeah. like a it's like a linear Metroidvania platformer, <laughs> and I I don't know if you can like is that is that is a that paradox? A, is that a genre? <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. that a genre? But is that a paradox to have like a linear Metroidvania? Because yes, yes, it right because you get new abilities that impact your traversal, but you can't backtrack. Do you go back to the hub? Is there a hub world? Yeah, there's like a hub. But when I was at the hub and I thought to myself, I'm gonna go back to a previous area. That area was just blocked off. So right. I when I beat the game, there was like a chapter select that I unlocked. Okay, but. De that's definitely not like a traditional metroidvania thing no no yeah i i played it a, a while ago now basically after shortly after it came out i don't really remember it feeling uh like a metroidvania i remember that there was a hub but i don't remember ever being confused or like feeling like no wait let me rephrase that i don't ever remember feeling like i'd unlocked an ability and therefore could go through a play like a path that i'd previously had seen and not been able to go through you know like it was exactly. always just like oh i'm ready to go continue on with the game it just points yeah. you in the direction where you gotta go 
Yeah, the the yeah, it doesn't really allow you to delineate from the path. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, it was it was pretty good when you're in the mood for it, and mm. and you know, pretty good means seven out of ten for you positively hyperbolic video game journalists. <laughs> So like seven out of ten is a good game that I enjoy yeah. playing, and I would recommend it to certain people. So yeah, like seven out of ten is worth your time. Stop, stop it out there, you people. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, it's one of those pretty games. Like it's not. It's definitely doesn't make any lists for me. Uh, um, but it's still a, a really good way to spend your time. You know, like I, it's not like yeah. I'd be like, yeah, don't play. That's a waste still still good yeah definitely um but it's funny how that there have been a couple of games come out like this since journey Mm. and i think they have been attempting to have an emotional impact but none of them have really resonated with me like journey did Mm. wonder why that is yeah i don't know it's journey had the secret spice yeah yeah i I don't know man There, there was something um like understated about journey you know like mm. it didn't say very much whereas i feel like a lot of these um like gree is like really trying to like oh she lost her voice and that's how you know she expresses herself it's like oh okay all right it, it yeah it was very heavy-handed for yeah. sure yeah yeah so heavy-handed yeah they all have this sort of like laid on thick vibe mm. whereas journey was very much just like there's a story there but you don't have to pay any attention to it you can just go through the landscape and you know experience it collect these yeah. little cloth bits see the big cloth whale <laughs> off we go that's that's the game and then yeah at the at the end you're like why am i sad <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a really yeah. good point that's a really good point it it kind of makes you kind of question why instead of having it shoved down your throat exactly yeah 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 i think that sort of narrative is only um is re- I mean, not only, but really can be beautiful in video games. Mm. A lot of them yeah. don't realize that. Yeah. What What about you, dude? Have you been playing any beautiful video games? I have, actually. I've been playing some real buttes, let me tell oh, yeah. you. So I played probably about 20 minutes worth of Cruelty Squad. <laughs> oh, that that's the, the super crazy game you bought last podcast, right? yeah yeah um i it was wild it's like an offensive game offensive to your senses not offensive like you know it says a rude word it's like right just got the most clashing ugly colors and the soundtrack is like in super in your face and the way you make money in the game is in the pause menu there's a stock market and you buy stocks (laughs) like wow it's so bonkers dude um yeah yeah um and all the characters are really ugly and they also have terrible voice yeah so it's just offensive in every way i want to go back when maybe in a couple of days when i'm well and truly 100 percent recovered and just have a little peep and see because you know when i was kind of a little bit sick still it was making me very unhappy <laughs> to play that <laughs> yeah it sounds um, a bit dissonant for oh, sick, totally. pe- sick people <laughs> yeah i would not recommend it if you're feeling at all sick um and then i played some psychonauts 2 oh man you know the whole psychonauts franchise has flown by me but i only hear good things did you like Same. it um i didn't finish it i played probably about an hour or two um oh yeah i just wanted to see what the deal was I, I, for me as well psychonauts has like flown by me i've just had no interest in it it never really seemed as something that i would like I didn't really get it, you know, um, and I still don't think I really get it. It's I don't think it's for me, but uh, right, yeah. This this when we're talking about like laying it on heavy with the story, it's like Psychonauts <laughs> really really goes for that. It's right, like, we're inside this person's head and they've got a mental illness, and you know everything manifests. All of the like you know idiosyncrasies of their mental illness manifest themselves as like little enemies. <laughs> it's, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a it's a Tim Schafer endeavor, isn't it? Yeah, Psychonauts. Yeah. He he and I I don't I think he he had a team split away from the original Psychonauts team, but mm. he he and this team released um, Broken Age. Did you ever play Broken Age? 
I think I remember you playing, seeing you play it once or twice. Yeah, I never finished it, but I thought it was pretty great. It mm. was it was just a development of that point and click genre. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. nothing as startlingly spectacular as Disco Elysium, but yeah. it it was really good for the time. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, and there's something just like kind of kiddy about the artwork that kind of feels a little bit rushed or like light or something. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, and then I played, I played a lot of games this week, dude. I played some Valorant, which is like Riot's free-to-play first-person shooter um, Counter-Strike-like. Uh, yeah, oh. you've, you've talked about that before. Uh, yeah, um, I just played some Deathmatch, which isn't really the purpose of that game. There's a, there's a different <laughs> game mode that people play, but I was like, I don't want to play that. I want to play some other thing. So I played Deathmatch. Yeah. I and? won. I won one of the rounds. Oh, came hell first. yeah. Post my little scoreboard in the chat for you to look at there. Check that out, bro. <laughs> live, more live reactions. More live reactions. I mean, it's, uh, you know, not much to look at. It's a scoreboard. It's pretty boring. But there you go. I, c- I can confirm Joe came first place. Everywhere. <laughs> first place. First place. A- a- anime Boy 90 came first place. <laughs> anime Boy, not Anime Boy. <laughs> it's definitely Anime Boy. It's not Anime it, Boy. It's a typo. He's an Anime Boy. <laughs> Um, and so that was pretty cool. Um, I'll play some more Valorant at some stage with people that I know and like. Um, and then I played a lot of this game called Neon White. Oh, now we've talked about this. This is Mm. the first person shooter card game, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, cool. I'm glad to hear it's good. You think it's good, right? Oh, it's just fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, I only want more people on my Steam friends list to play it because the the leaderboards in that game are done so perfectly that they're more fun to me than playing the game regularly. Wow! So, so like in this game, yeah, it's the the story is superfluous. It doesn't really matter. You could basically skip every cutscene if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would maybe recommend that if you if you're like potentially a little bit against um, really anime weeby gross stories oh okay um, yeah it's not it's not good it's like a actually a detracting point for the game i think well um, there you go people anime boy is against anime is New. against anime <laughs> i'm not trying to redeem myself um <laughs> okay uh, so skip the cutscenes, but otherwise solid goal. otherwise yeah the game is made up of these sort of short bite-sized levels um where you slay demons and you have um, various cards that you can pick up off the ground or off of certain demons that drop specific cards. Cool. So, for instance, you'll slay, like, the green demon and he drops a pistol and the pistol you can shoot with the left stick or with the... uh, Not the the left stick. You can shoot with the left mouse button. Mm -hmm. um, Or if you press the right mouse button, you do a second jump. Or you get, like, a little bit of lift. Interesting. And then there'll be, like purple demon and if you um kill him and pick up his card he um has like a automatic shotgun like a submachine gun and um his right click ability is a little bomb that you throw out that can destroy groups of enemies and also blow through holes in walls like certain walls all right um and there's all sorts of different ones and um so as yeah as you run through the levels there's you know you sort of develop like a little mini deck of you never really have more than three cards at a time Oh, and you never oh, okay. really need to like swap between them. Usually the levels are so short that they give you exactly what cards you need for a specific moment in time. Mm, um, cool. I have seen some instances where like if you change cards at certain times, you can maybe get faster run time. So, so the whole point of the game is to go fast. You try and get through the levels as quickly as possible. Right. Okay. They're and- sort of like 30 seconds to a minute long. And so the leaderboards are just your times, basically? Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I have one friend on my Steam friends list who's also playing this game, and he's Jamie, one of Jamie's um, uni friends. And, mm-hmm. um, he has, he goes out of his way to like get as fast as he can in every level, and I go out of my way to try and beat his time, <laughs> and that's cool. the game for me. <laughs> yeah, um, right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so sometimes, like, I'll finish a level and get like the highest ranking that you can, which is platinum, and be like, okay, cool, uh, and then like look at the leaderboard and he'll have got like 10 seconds faster than me. And I'm like, what? How? And so I go back in and like, see where he tried to like figure it, skip it and, you know, do various tricks. And 
Because, like, the only thing that you need to finish a level is to kill all the demons and to get to the finishing point. There's no other criteria. Like, just kill demons, get to the end. Right. So if you if you can, like, navigate your way around by, like, killing a certain demon at a certain time in the level to get, like, the jump card or whatever, and you can jump up over, like, half the level, you can, like, skip half of it, shoot the other demons, and then just jump straight to the end. So, oh, like, shit. yeah, it's all, it's it's very, like, creative, try and figure it out. It, it does, like, if you get gold, it'll give you, like, a level hint, and you can, um, you can take the level hint, and that, that'll usually get you from gold to platinum. But anything past that, it's, like, you're up to your own creativity and, and optimizations. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's, oh, my God. Yeah, having so much fun with it. <laughs> Sick. Um, so that's Neon White, uh, and then uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I've been playing. Man, that's that's good. That's a that's a great smorgasbord of games you got there. My takeaway is is ditch most of them, but definitely play Neon White. White. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Neon White. I um, uh, I don't know how much longer it's got. I I feel like I've spent most of my time just beating <laughs> beating my friends' times. <laughs> like yeah, I'm not actually right. progressing. I'm just trying to beat their times. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you've honestly got the best approach to playing video games, and it's just playing whatever is fun for you at that point mm. in time. Mm. It's it's not about a backlog or finishing things. It's just about enjoyment. Have and a good time, baby. That's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I don't have any news this week. Oh my god. Everyone's got their fucking fork and knives out. Who says fork and knives? Everyone says <laughs> knife and fork. That was fucked. That... Fork and knife. <laughs> that's that's uh yeah, you can tell where I'm at when you when someone says fork and knives, you know, mm. they're they're either like severely cognitively uh in trouble or they <laughs> yeah. uh, are a psycho killer. Yeah, yeah. Um, there probably is some video game news from this week, but uh, I just haven't. I, I was busy getting ready for this week's topic, and uh, and I wanted to talk a lot about Neon White, and so here we are. Oh shit! All right, well, just lay it on me, son. All right. So this week's topic, very relevant to Neon White, is speed running. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh god, the coffee's coming for me. I can feel it. <laughs> um, I apologize, listeners, if you if you are just trying to chill out and listen, and all of a sudden you hear someone coughing right in your ears. That's, a, that's unpleasant. Yeah, that's a bummer. But guess what? You can speed run this podcast by skipping right. to the end. <laughs> you skip right to the end. You don't even need to listen to it. Just get to the end for the surprise. Um, there's no surprise. Um, <laughs> The so there's like heaps of stuff that I want to talk about with speedrunning, but first before I get into that, I want to just know what you think about speedrunning and um, give me your sort of first blush when you saw this topic. All right, um, my knee jerk reaction was that I was excited because I know fuck all about speedrunning. I was okay. like, here we go, another educational podcast for Darian. Okay. I cannot wait. Um, but like, I do, I do know a, a, a little bit. Um, so like the, the closest I've come to kind of doing any type of speed running myself is, is back when I was really into trophies mm. and like the only thing worse than an online only trophy was like a speed run trophy, right? Oh, right. Because, because the jump between like just beating a game and doing challenges to speed running a game can be cataclysmic. Like that gap can be so big. And sometimes it's just like, oh, I, I should have looked at the whole trophy list because I've got all the trophies except the speed run trophy. And I'm just like, I'm just not good enough to pull that yeah. off right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, uh, other than that, you know, there's like little speed runny things in games that i like like in in dead cells if you beat certain biomes within certain oh, times yeah. you get goodies yeah um and like you can add a, a timer to your runs in hades that kills you when it runs out um so like that's kind of speed running but that that's it dude like that's literally yeah. all i know all you got. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's all i got um, when i mean the other day when you were talking about um 
Dark Souls and how you play it every year and you've gotten it down to like pretty quick like you can do Dark Souls in how quick now? Oh, I mean, I can I can do the first one in like an hour and a half to 2 hours pretty, it's pretty consistently, quick. but that's like I I have seen some some Dark Souls speedruns, right? Mm. Um there's this guy called Catalysts. Um yep. he's he's this Czech dude and he does like you know, fastest no glitch, fastest glitch, fastest all bosses, and it's just yep. it's just on a on another plane. Like, yeah, right. Um, you know, like the 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 record is something like twenty minutes. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it it's insane what what people can do in that game. So f- for me, I just like I've played the game so many times that I have like inherent knowledge of like all the bosses move sets and stuff so when you when you just walk through that game and you know where to go and you can beat the bosses on the first time like that game is you know 90 minutes to two hours oh Um, wow that's actually pretty quick when you think about it the only (laughs) thing slowing players down is the fact that they die a lot yeah yeah um but man, when I when I watch a speedrunner do it, I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm in primary school and, <laughs> and they've got a PhD. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so a huge part of speedrunning is community, right? Like they have, they spend a lot of time learning not just the game from you know just the internet, but there's also forums and YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that where speedrunners will go to try and figure out the best way to or the fastest way to beat a game. Right, right. So, yeah, they're not just, like, on their own. I mean, when I go into the history a little bit, you'll find out um, some more information on this, but the, they're not mm. just, like, on their own, chilling, you know, quietly toiling away at a at a video game trying to beat it just by, tr- like, trying over and over again. There's actually, like, people who are like, oh, I figured out this skip or I figured out how to do this most efficiently or, you know, this yeah. is the best weapon to do this the fastest. Here you go. Yeah, well, I'm I'm keen to hear about the community stuff just because, like, this, this guy, Catalyst, I saw him do this one run where he did, like, all bosses, including the DLC, wow. and um, it involved glitches, and it, it was just basically a stream of that run that he put up on YouTube, but he... Um, he would do voiceovers and explain mm. what he's trying to achieve at certain parts, and mm-hmm. it was it was really cool, and it's just shit that, like... As you say, there's no way one person could have worked out all this stuff. Yeah. But but when he did it, and I think like the the he he got the world record for an all bosses run, which was like an hour or fifty nine minutes or something like that. Um, and he was like, "Yes, attempt three thousand five hundred. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck? Uh, like no. that? That is just that is insane." Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, there's yeah there's there's obviously a huge time commitment and just a lot of dedication that goes into this kind of stuff totally yeah i think something that i really appreciate with speedrun stuff is like like you just said like the the runners are never like oh this is like an easy thing to do they're always like you know this is my twenty thousandth run on this game (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like it really brings into stark contrast just how much work goes into being good at something mm, um whereas yeah. i think like sometimes when you see like an artist poster like a really beautiful piece of work and you're like oh geez you know like i'm never going to be that good or whatever you, you don't like they don't say this is my twenty thousandth painting you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> people people are in the habit of asking oh how long did that take you and then you know being blown away by blown away by like the hour count of you know how many how much time they spend in front of the canvas or whatever but like mm-hmm. Not just that, there's also their entire art history and career and education and childhood, <laughs> you know, like yeah, all yeah. sorts of stuff that goes into what you see in the end. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so, I mean, I can, I can do like a little bit, a little bit of history on, on speedrunning if you like. Yeah, yeah. Give us some context if you've got some there. All right. I got some content. Con- contest? Context. <laughs> for the contest of speedrunning. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, so, the earliest speedrun was in uh, 1980 on the Atari 2600, and it was a game called Dragster. 
whoa this is probably not the absolute earliest you know someone beating a video game in a, in a quick time and being excited about it it's probably just one of the first instances where the publisher activision actively said if you send in your like a picture of your time we'll put you in the hall of fame if you get under six seconds wow so there you what go. were you gonna say before i cut you off sorry i just was i was expecting it to be something i knew you know, mm. like a game I'd I'd heard of, but yeah, I, I yeah. can't believe speedrunning was like created on a platform I don't think I've ever played in a game I've never heard of by a corporation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't think they were... What's really interesting about a lot of this history is it wasn't intentional for a really long time. Like a lot of speedrunning stuff was kind of accidental and it's kind of just like in looking back at it, we see that it was speedrunning. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're just like get a quick time, send a picture, picture, and if you get it under six minutes and twenty uh, seconds, oh sorry, under six seconds, yeah, if you can finish the drag race in under six seconds, and we'll put you in this um, Hall of Fame. Man, I don't know what that game looks like, but those races must be fast if you can oh. beat it in under six seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks. I mean. It, there's like two colors on the screen. The cars are black. The screen is green. There's a timer at the bottom. You know, like it's very like, right? Beeps and boops, old school. Yeah, uh, cool. Dawn of time stuff. I'm with you. Yeah, dawn of video game stuff. Um, <laughs> next up <clears throat> was a little bit later in 1990, the Nintendo World Championships. <laughs> Did you ever hear about? This? Uh, I, I don't know. Let's let's I, let's go. I think it was actually featured. It might have been the Nintendo World Championships. It might have been the follow-up to the championships. But in the video, in the movie um, that featured the Power Glove, uh, what was what was that movie called? I can't remember. But the, he went to a championship in that game and competed using the Power Glove. Right. And um, the, so there's uh, various games that they play at the Nintendo World Championships. They play Super Mario Bros., Tetris, and Rad Racer. Mm-hmm. And um, you get various score multipliers based on your performance in each of these games. So Super Mario Bros. was a one times multiplier. So basically no multiplier. You just took the score. Yeah. Uh, Rad Racer was a 10 times multiplier and Tetris was 25 times multiplier for your score. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it basically became, and this is again, to speaking to the unintentionality of it. It basically became that you just had to go fast in Mario Bros. and Rad Racer. And in Tetris, you could take your time and get a high score because right. the scores didn't really matter and so like you know you just have to try and get to the end and get as many coins and sort of optimize your run that way in mario bros and in rad racer i've never played i just assume you race race fast right mm, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and then in tetris it was like okay last as long as you can and get the highest multiplier and that's how you win the championships and in doing so they sort of invented unintentionally a bunch of the categories and communities around speed running and optimizing of runs so you'd get like people chatting to one another and trying to figure out what's the fastest way to do Mario. Right, 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 right. Um, and then Doom came along. Doom. Oh, my God. And this is sort of where it really, again, unintentionally hit the ground pretty hard and started running. So um, do in Doom, you could save some gameplay into a file called a demo. This was okay. like a feature that um, Romero put in and and thought it would be used to, you know, by arcade owners and various publications to like record some cool footage and use it to promote the game. Right. Um, you could put it yeah. at the start of like the, you know, you know, when you went to an arcade and you saw like some footage playing, that was like a Doom demo playing that someone had made. That, that's just incredible. The amount of features Doom has for like the file size and just like what a legacy. Holy yes. shit. Yes. So you could record um, entire level run-throughs to a demo file and it was tiny like a tiny like megabyte style size file tiny. nice shit um and so this was fantastic because people started recording their runs of doom levels and posting them to a website um <laughs> posting them to the internet and sharing them with their friends Sick. so yeah that's that's kind of where it started becoming um uh you know ev even more uh widespread you know so there was like various categories there was like one of the most popular ones was you couldn't use any guns except for the pistol. And so you had your fist, chainsaw, and a pistol, and you had to try and finish the game. And so it became about, like, not just finishing the game. At that point, it was also, okay, so you did this category, but how quickly did you do it? And that's sort of where it really kicked off. Oh, this is Speed. cool. 
speed became the uh, the name of the game to finish yeah. Doom. Yeah, it's it's insane how you know that game can stand on its own with just like the regular modes that they designed intended for you to play. But like all these self-imposed challenges just add so much depth to a game, and it's. Yes. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you can tell me what's kind of popular in in the speedrunning community these days. But I imagine people are still speedrunning Doom right yeah, now, yeah. and that's that's insane. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean the the one that I was getting into a little while ago was Super Mario sixty four speedruns, and there's always optimizations and weird new things coming out in that game, and and Man. just due to the nature of the game and like the hardware and even just like quirks in the software, there's like things that can go really right and things that can go really wrong and so yeah it just is always it's always in flux and there's a little bit of luck and there's quite a lot of skill yeah yeah very, very neat thing i i do love that kind of i mean as i say i've only got limited experience but watching the dark souls runs and mm. see see them talk about certain um elements that play into whether they're going to lose time or make time Mm, and it's yes. it's so cool being like, ah, oh, this enemy needed to do this move first for me yeah. to have the best possible chance of beating the record. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they're halfway through, but they know because it played out that way that they may as well just start again. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, okay, now we have to, if the enemy did this dumb move, now I've got to like try and get this like wild chance at this other thing to try and like right. pull up yeah. this crazy thing here. And, and that's the only way that I can make a good time. Yeah. So like the pressure's on, <laughs> which is like... <laughs> That's a cool thing. Um, yeah, anyway. Moving hastily along, Compete N was a popular speedrunning forum and a demo sharing website that cropped up. So basically the people were like, or someone was like, oh, there's all these demos floating around and people are posting them and there's no like one place for it. So I'm, I'm going to make this website. He made Compete N. Hell yeah. And then shortly after that, Quake came out. And again, this is an id software, Romero, um, shoot them up, good time. And again, it was super popular to post your demos on this website, um, doing various different, you know, challenges and, and speedy times. And, uh, and someone, someone, or a group of people actually put together a comp compilation of the fastest times completing the hardest difficulty in Quake and oh, called yeah. it, and called it Quake Done Quick. And that was, um, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. I like that, you know. I, I wonder what it, it like what the community looked like at that time because you know this is a time where to find a website you had to know exactly what the URL was mm. and I bet it was just like a really special time where you would read about it in a magazine yeah. or your your mate on the playground would know about this website and you could yeah. go there and like get in early and learn about speedrunning. I, I love, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love like the start of things when the internet was just so like pure. Yeah. Baby internet is, is very special to me. It's, um, <laughs> it's crazy that we were alive for that dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. do, do you remember when like burning a CD, for me, burning a CD was such like a big deal in, in, um, primary school. Some people had like a burn, a CD burner. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Like I'm, I made bank with, did you? with that. Yeah, absolutely. Me oh, of and, course you did. Me and my buddy Rob, like. Even into high school, because Rob got, like, a DVD burner early shipped from Thailand. Yeah. And, like, we, you know, we, we got cases shipped and we printed, like, oh, really bad quality. Oh, we had totally had a thing. It was fucking legit. I mean, That's it was awesome. not legit, but, like, <laughs> it was very satisfying and, like, we made bank. It was good. That's great. That's awesome, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, 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 I have fond memories of being, like... Or hearing tales of some kid who had like a CD burner and he would be the one to talk to if you wanted to get like that, you know, that game or that movie or that, that CD, that, uh, the, you know, what would you call it? Music CD. Yeah. Yeah. There was also like a really <clears throat> obscure set of people who had like, uh, a chipped ps1 yeah the chips yes yeah yes. i i had a chipped ps1 and like it just meant we could burn ps1 games and oh give my them God. to each other and that was like no one should have that much power <laughs> no no child in that at that age should have that much power. yeah 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 
Yeah, dude. I remember like going to like a friend's house and I'd look at their PlayStation and they'd turn it on or whatever and it'd be like, oh, check this out. Like scroll through just like every game. Like what the <laughs> hell, man? Yeah. Like you've got every game. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Crazy. Good times. Yeah. Good and then times. like half of them wouldn't work or whatever. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that sucked. Especially when like I would really be getting into a game and then it would just crash at this certain point yeah. in the level. And then I'd try it again and it'd crash at exactly the same point. I'd be like, oh, no, that that means it's it's done. You're yeah. not going to see any more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, all that all that really good stuff. I, I, early internet little forums with like 12 people that were popping off sharing speedruns of quake that's kind of the vibe i think hell yeah that's my fetish <laughs> so next up was uh metroid prime actually um oh. which feels like a pretty big jump so okay which is metroid prime isn't that like the wii game uh f first it came out on the gamecube it was a game oh okay oh yeah. right okay okay yep all right i'm with you and uh, metroid prime was actually my first um first-person shooter that I ever played. No shit. Yeah. Um, I, like, I can't even imagine what Metroid Prime looks like. Like, I don't think I've seen any screenshots or videos of it. Yeah, like, it's a pretty cool game. Right. It was a, Is it kind of revered to be in that um, classic Metroid lineup? Or mm, Not really. It... it was a bit of a weird child. It was like... <laughs> right. You know, it still had some of the, like, Metroidvania stuff to it, but there was, like, heaps of scanning that you needed to do in that game that, like, gave you the story, and it's kind of weird that you have to scan stuff. Mm, um, okay. There was a few more, a bit more, like, emphasis on puzzle solving, and, um, and yeah, it was first person, so it was, like, kind of strange to be in the visor as, as Samus. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they did a recent remaster, and it's, I would be keen to check that out at some stage. Yeah, cool. So, so they're speed running this. Yeah. So something about this game had like really, it was maybe poorly made, not poorly made, but it was just like made in such a way that it was easy to do skips and exploits. So you could like really easily like glitch through the environment and just right. like skip to the end of the game. And so the owner of the, um, the compete end website was, um, pretty keen on this game and, um, and so he did a speed run for it and he thought it was pretty good, but there was no place to post it because um, Compete N was really only for Quake and Doom speed runs. Mm, yeah, so okay. it was like, oh, well, I, I own this speed running website. I guess I'll post it here. And so he posted it to um, his website, Compete N. Because, yeah, there's no YouTube. But what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, people started posting their times for Metroid Prime and a few other games started popping up and it just sort of started really growing. No shit. Um, <clears throat> a Japanese speedrunner uh, by the name of Marimoto posted a speedrun of Mario 1 being done in 11 minutes, and it blew oh everyone's my mind. Oh, God. <laughs> they were like, yeah. what the hell, man? This is mind-blowing. And then it was, like, uh, later revealed that he used, um, like, an emulator save state and slowed the game down in the emulator and sort of stitched various videos together in order to achieve the time. And people were <gasps> like, damn. But... Mm that oh that, shit <laughs> but from there tool assisted speed runs were born and taz was sort of invented all oh, right oh my god this is one hell of a roller coaster dude what the hell is taz <laughs> you've never heard of taz i've never heard of taz i mean it's uh, you just said tool assisted speed runs but yes. i still don't know what that means so at this time in in sort of like technology software history um emulators were becoming really popular <laughs> so like um people were not only keen on, you know, trying to play games on their own systems, but wanted to be able to record video of their games on their PCs, right? So they can only record right. PC games. And they're like, oh, I want to record my time for Super Mario. And so emulators were sort of around and uh, you could, you know, get an emulator for Super Mario and play it. And it was kind of the exact same experience. But mm -hmm. in an emulator, because it's on a PC, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, the emulator allows you to slow the game down, up-res the game, pause the game at any time, create safe states at any time that you can load into. Mm, um, yeah, okay. So it became, it sort of became, you know, in its infancy, it was, it was fairly like blunt, a blunt tool to do faster speed runs. Mm, Nowadays, okay. they've got all kinds of stuff inside of emulators or people have write, written specific tool, assist, tool assists for speed runs so they can input 
um, control inputs on specific frames. So they can basically record the frame data for the entire game and add inputs on every specific frame that needs to happen. So it's, wow. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's extreme. <laughs> that um, is. Yeah. Wow. So I, I guess that really exploded people's ability to be able to find like better ways and new glitches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it, so to an extent, because with tool assist speed runs, there's like specific frame, perfect inputs that the controller, the player needs to be able to do. And sometimes right. they're unachievable by human hands. It's just like not, not feasible. Right. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that it, it's, it is to an extent, it's like a oh, cool, we can have this new tool for like helping you to find exploits, but it's also like maybe some of the exploits aren't, aren't actually useful. Yeah. Right. Um, I see. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find right now for you. There's a really fantastic Taz uh, speedrun of Celeste. I might post it to you at a later date, but Celeste. Ooh, I, I haven't played Celeste yet. Okay. okay. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of on blackout, but okay. I've, I've heard that that game is just like incredibly well designed and yeah. it, it's about the flow, yo. So yeah, the, yeah, the fact totally. that there's speedrunners doing that shit does not surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a popular speedrunning game. And uh, in 2019, there was a Tazbot um, speedrun posted of it. It's just kind of mind-blowing. They do cool. all sorts of crazy inputs that make you, like, fly across entire levels um, <laughs> just because of the way momentum is programmed in that game. Uh, yeah. Right. So, yeah, the, the community was kind of divided on on tool-assisted speedruns just because at the time, I think it was a little bit like, uh, you know, we try so hard and, you know, got so far and in the end it wasn't worth it <laughs> <laughs> no that they're like uh you know it's like anything it's like oh this technology is here and it's just made us kind of redundant and so it was a little bit polarizing right um, but uh the the I, I really give a lot of credit to the speedrunning communities for adopting taz in, into its own category of speedruns right i see. so they they sort of adopted it and, and turned it into its own thing instead of having it be this sort of like controversial weird you know yeah black spot yeah it's still it's still like it has historical significance but it's a different thing altogether yeah yeah cool um so radix the owner of the um compete end website was still he's like struggling with the, the sudden onslaught of like all these games that he doesn't know being added to the website and verifying whether or not they were actual correct speed runs. Mm. Um, and so um, he, he was only at the time he was only accepting games that he knew to the website for their speed runs. So that, I think it was a small handful of like five games that he knew that right. he was like actively accepting as, as um, qualified speed runs. Um, <clears throat> but eventually he opened it up to uh, all games when he, when they introduced categories and this is sort of another um, semi-unintentional sort of glitch in the matrix part of speedruns, where right where it's like, oh, there's like tool-assisted, there is um, no glitch, there is all bosses, you know, all that sort of stuff became like right. part of the um, the lexicon, so that you could better, you know, organize things and, and you know say, okay, this speedrun is is technically using glitches, so it goes in this category, right? Man, I, I can't believe how monumental this person was to to speedrunning. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's about to get even more monumental. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy, though, right? Like, one dude on his website um, and a few other people contributing sort of kicked it all it's, off. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Um, And then sort of around this time, live streaming kicked off in the 2010s. And okay. So, Twitch and, and various other live streaming websites um, were where speedrunning went to thrive. So typically, like you said at the start, like speedrunning kind of feels like this solo exercise where you're just like grinding on the game over and over again. Yeah. It's kind of all you do. You, you do it in solitude. You maybe check some forums every every day for like, you know, new exploits or whatever, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. With streaming, these streamers, basically anyone who had like a qualified top time became a popular streamer. Um, right now they all of a sudden had audiences to practice in front of and it became a, a widely viewed and respected thing yeah cool they they had that resume stacked already Dude, yeah they, they they basically went into streaming and just succeeded straight away just because just because of like how, how cool stream uh, how cool and new streaming was and how cool and new speed running was far out um 
And so um, from there, there was a, um, a ragtag group of gamers who ran a small charity event called Speed Gamer Marathons. Okay. Um, a group of, you know, five or six dudes who took inspiration from a comedy group who also did streaming charity events, um, raised some money oh, yeah. for a good cause and a hospital. And, you know, it sort of went a little bit uh, unnoticed and failed to sort of get any traction. But um, someone who was running another speedrunning website, uh, what was his name? Uh, Uyama, Mark Uyama. I think he was the host of one of the websites. I don't know if he actually ran it. He hosted it. Took notice of this Speed Gamer Marathon and decided to start an event at uh, MAGFest, which was you know, a popular you know, um, it's pop like culture a convention. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think MAGFest is still around. Um, but yeah, he wanted to really you know, bring it to the masses and say, okay, we're going to do this live. People are going to be able to compete in, on, on this big network at this hotel. It's going to be sick. Um, <laughs> and we're going to call it uh classic games done quick and it's going to be limited to <laughs> and it's going to be limited to 8 and 16 bit games oh okay no yep. shit yep. so so what's the what's the error for this is this like just after streaming has taken off or is this yes. like a couple of years later this is like basically almost at the same time it says in 2010 at magfest right okay so yeah, streaming was around 2010, 2011, 2012, and Magfest yeah in 2010. So this is you know right as things are really cook- cooking in this in the um, streaming and live and um, uh, running scene. Yeah, yeah, far out. And so th- it was actually a flop. <laughs> oh a really? Show. Yeah, there was all sorts of weird internet issues at the hotel that they were hosting the event at, and it, they couldn't run it. Um, but the host was determined, and so he moved the event into his mum's basement, and they raised ten thousand five hundred and thirty-one dollars. No shit. Yeah. From from his mum's basement. Mad, yeah. mad respect. Yeah. Man, this is this is an Oscar-worthy story. This is some serious <laughs> shit. Like you put you put some like film grain on that bad boy. Like this this has everything ups downs. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe if we could possibly have like. Uh, a broader dynamic maybe get some women involved like it'd be great <laughs> yeah huge credit to did you know gaming um for their their sort of brief history of speed running video um it's it's more or less a con- uh, what would you call it um a retelling of that video in my own style right cool um but there are you know hour long two hour long docos out there about the history of speed running as well which i'm kind of keen to check out at some stage yeah yeah um so yeah after that they were like okay cool that raised the metric ton of money where this is great um they returned in 2011 under the name awesome games done quick and they raised fifty two thousand dollars this ain't a flop no more no yeah they they really had a hit on their hands and so yeah that's that's the name awesome games done quick currently on twitch awesome game or games done quick is streaming portal 2 to seventy three thousand six hundred people no shit and like excuse my ignorance because i just i i I don't use twitch that much is that a big audience like is that large of all the people that i follow right now on twitch it is leaps and bounds ahead of all of right, okay. okay yeah all right so it's massive it's massive yeah the next highest one is a streamer named summit that i follow and he's got sixteen thousand people watching it which is still huge you know sixteen thousand is like a stadium with the people you know so right right seventy four thousand people is a huge um a huge turnout and yeah. i'm just trying to see how much money they've raised i don't really see there's nothing on screen oh one million five hundred thousand two hundred and twenty five dollars wait no one thousand one million five hundred twenty-five thousand three hundred ninety-one dollars for Doctors Without Borders is currently what they've raised. It's nice. and it's it's just going up as I read the numbers. That's why it kind of confused me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So yeah, they've got all kinds of categories. They run all kinds of games. There's all kinds of events. There's all sorts of incentives and bonuses. You know, like they'll do specific cool speed runs of of new games if they hit certain targets. You know, it's very incentivized and gamified in a very positive way. <clears throat> a great charity. Um, so, yeah, they're just, they're just really doing it to them out there these days with speedrunning. And, and to me, speedrunning is like, it's like such a, a force for good in the world. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like these people trying their hardest to, 
to like get better at the thing that they've chosen to get better at and a lot of times it's just a hobby but sometimes it's almost like a career yeah and, and they do it in front of a huge audience and for a lot of money and for virtually no personal gain it's just like it's such a um a, a cool thing out there that is just almost entirely positive it's, it's you know it's not without its controversies and weirdness of course but yeah it's just um it's uh yeah so positive such a wow. huge fan of it that's so awesome. It's kind of like it's still running on that purity from the 90s internet, you know, and they've just yeah. kind of kept that ethos and and ran with it. Totally. Yeah, There's the, the purity is maintained in a big way. Yeah, well said. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just a huge fan of... I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of it these days unless there's like, I happen to catch a game that I really like and it's streaming mm-hmm. like right at the time that I check it out. I'm like, oh, I'll watch this for a little bit. But um, yeah, it's still very popular and... Um, yeah, that's that's the history of speedrunning. Fuck, that was awesome. So, do you do you have like a favorite game you like to watch? Um, I mean, any game that I've played is is fun to watch. But I I, I do like watching the Dark Souls runs, and I do like watching uh like old school Mario runs. Yeah, um, okay. And Zelda Ocarina of Time is always a fun one to watch because that's just it's gotten so ridiculous. <laughs> the skips, <laughs> the game gets done in like three minutes now. It's it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, oh, I, lo- I love it when people break things, you know, and mm. it's it's like that. Oh, I can never remember the name, but you know that um, Chinese, uh, Japanese pottery where like they break oh, yeah. a, a, a glass or, or whatever and then they put it back together with gold leaf or whatever in between mm. the cracks. Yeah. It's that's, a new, better thing. Yeah. That's like a glitchy speed run, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, as well, there's like some games that have that come out in recent times which kind of foster speedrunning. You know, like Celeste is kind of geared at mm-hmm. doing things quickly. The game that I'm playing, Neon White, is all about going fast. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, there's mm-hmm. a global leaderboard as well as a friends leaderboard, so you can see exactly how quick you've gone. Mm. I, it's, um, am- it's amazing, too, how different it is, right? Like, we talked a lot about getting into new things on the internet in the 90s but like mm. now you've like you can buy a brand new game know nothing about speed running and just like be completely enveloped by all these features that promote it and it's just like it's so cool that that's just a part of video games now like competition yeah. for best times it's it's great yeah when i really like the part in neon white how it's all it's segmented into individual levels so you can if you really practiced you could get the top time like the global number one time in in one of the levels if you if you try it you don't have to try and do like the whole game the fastest or whatever you know it doesn't have to be this massive task <laughs> yeah your own little yeah. slice of celebrity for whatever a few days until someone beats it <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's cool it kind of um it kind of sounds like the the gauntlet in titanfall 2 um yeah exactly yeah right and you know we we almost didn't mention titanfall 2 this episode so (laughs) to sneak it in there but it really does like it's you know um that's that's a world record that i see constantly being beaten every you know couple of months um it's it's it basically just sounds like a level of neon white where you've got um a, a, a gun and you need to get through a level and all the enemies have to be killed and you need to get to the end and that's it yep yep exactly that's exactly it yeah they just took that that level from um titanfall 2 and said what if what if this but a million times over a million, hundreds <laughs> yeah. of times over yeah. with bad anime storytelling oh god yeah okay i'm i'm interested to see how bad it is because this this definitely sounds like something i want to try but it sounds yeah. like it's on pc only right now yeah, uh i think it's on switch oh my god i just love how the switch <laughs> is this like little catchment for all yeah, the yeah. all the kind of cool indie shit that flows through it's like it's on pc and it's on switch it's like mm. so rare that something's on pc and like xbox or playstation for some reason yeah. like I don't know, maybe get it like shit getting onto the Nintendo store must be so much easier than the others because there's just so many more games there. So maybe yeah. like it's just, you know, it, it's it's a finance thing and it costs a lot less money to to get it on Switch before the other, the two big ones. 
Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I think, um, I mean, the Switch is already cheaper than the other consoles, and so getting mm. a, it's called a dev kit. It's basically like a um, developer version of the console would be cheaper to begin with than getting a right. dev kit of a PS5 or Xbox One. Right, uh, yeah. Um, but as for, like, the process of getting the game on the store, I'm not sure. It might be cheaper and easier. There might be more lax than Sony and Xbox. Don't know. Seems that way. Hmm. Maybe that's a topic for another time. <laughs> um, do you, dude, this was great. I thoroughly enjoyed your speed running rundown. Do you have Do you have any closing thoughts before we uh, we round things out? Um, only closing thoughts is that I really love the weird speed runs that I mentioned briefly in the list that I wrote. So, like, Cooking Mama has a speed run. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Is, does that have like a a story mode? Uh, it has, so, you know, each individual level in Cooking Mama, you get a score. And so the, the speed run is like getting a perfect score on all of the levels as fast as you can. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. And there's also like rhythm games, like Rhythm Heaven has a speed run, which is just like, just get, get the, uh, it's not perfect, but get a nearly perfect score in every level mm-hmm. as fast as you can. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's just like kind of odd bods in the speed running world where it's like this game sort of runs at its own pace like there's no way to go any faster it's just about right doing the game that you know competently to the end <laughs> but it's still and just recording your time um, right okay. yeah and so i like i like that stuff it's sort of like, like a chill version of speed running yeah yeah so would you would you consider like a perfect score in guitar hero a type of speed running uh, yeah, well, I mean, if you did, like, all the songs in Guitar Hero and got, like, a perfect score on all of them on, like, you know, basic difficulty or whatever, then you could record that as a speedrun. Yeah, right, I see, I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was gonna read a, a, a long thing, but I think I've, I've talked enough, I'm just gonna leave it. It's not worth mentioning, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's a copy pasta. <laughs> maybe I'll put a link to it, maybe I won't. <laughs> If people care about it, go check out um, Copy Pasta for Radical Left Speed Running. It's uh, it's truly just a really weird piece of, of writing. Uh, or, or if you uh, want to hear Joe read it in his radio voice, you can request it by emailing it's almost <laughs> the weekend pod at gmail.com. Just like no one has this week, I'm afraid uh, to say. So what I'm uh, going to do as a as a bit of um, inspiration, I'm going to read a few really bland video game facts. So okay. every every time no one emails us, I'm going to punish you. Um, all right, I got a few facts here. <clears throat> a video game is an electronic game that uses interaction with an interface to generate visual feedback. Oh, no. Oh, God. There are about 1,181,019 existing video games as of 2019. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. Someone, Nine, quick, write nine, in. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can hear the keyboards clattering mm. across the metaverse. Uh, and just finally, <clears throat> 960 gaming consoles have been released since the first generation home video game consoles. That's interesting, actually. That's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's way more, fact. right? Yeah, <laughs> that's not a boring fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but please, you, you definitely don't want to hear that segment again. So uh, write in with, with new topics and, and thoughts around... Um, around what you'd like to hear from us. And if you want more educational, like, topics, because I love this shit. I really mm. love... Um, I loved the, like, double-A um, indie oh, thing yeah. we did. That was yep. really cool. Like, you know, I, do, I just love kind of when, when you've done some research or, like, just because you're in the industry, there's just a bunch of hot takes that I kind of don't get from anywhere else. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, I like doing it. It's just scattering them in there for our, you know, a, a little bit different than our usually scheduled uh, chitty chats. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, alrighty then. If, uh, if, if that's going to be all, I hope everyone has a really lovely weekend and uh, we'll see you when it's 
almost the weekend again? Yes, that's oh, correct. That's correct. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs>